where our text is, Matthew 25. It's supposed to be 7 to 9, but I want us to start from verse 1, Matthew 25, from verse 1, we are looking at refilling your lamp with oil to shine, Matthew 25, from verse 1. Then kingdom of God shall be likened to ten virgins. That is the first thing that's catch, you know, God's pointing my eyes to. He said, the kingdom of God shall be likened to ten virgins. It made me to understand that whenever we want to talk about the kingdom of God, 
we start talking about virgins. The matter of the kingdom of God is a matter that has to do with virgins. And I want to make you to make us to understand that despite your life before now, despite who you used to be, despite the struggles you have had in your flesh, if you can yield to God this morning, He's ready to make virgin out of you. Because the matter of the kingdom of God is a matter about virgins. And I began to ask God, what, who is a virgin? Is it someone who has not had sexual knowledge? No. Okay, biologically we can define virgins as that. As that. But when you want to deal with spiritual matters, God said, taking me to show me about the, 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 the woman called Mary Magdalene. The Bible said this woman was a harlot until she met Jesus. When she met Jesus, Jesus transformed her life. She became a virgin. So that when Jesus visited them to the house, she sat at the feet of Jesus, receiving the gospel. While his sister mother was going up and down, she sat at the feet of Jesus. She refused to be distracted. She said, I have once served the devil. I cannot give myself to him again. He stayed at the feet of Jesus. She stayed. She stayed. And when Lazarus died, only her action caused a revival of that deadness. Virgins are people that carry the glory of God in bringing revival to deadness in the world. Because they are alive inside. Virgins are people who are spiritually alive. Not people who are dead by the act of sin. So I don't know. You are under the sound of my voice this morning and you have not given Jesus a space in your heart. It means that the matter of the kingdom has nothing to do with you. Because you are dead. The matter of the kingdom is about virgins. Men and women who are alive in their spirit man. Who have allowed the spirit of God to brood upon their spirits. When the angel came to Virgin Mary, he said to Mary, he said, you will bear a child and his name shall be called Emmanuel. And Mary asked, how will these things be? Since I know no man. And the angel said, it's not about knowing a man. It's not about who you know. It's not about whether venerable is your brother, pastor. You can be the son or daughter of a pastor. Yet you'll be struggling with sin. You'll be struggling with the devil. You'll be struggling with several kinds of addiction. It doesn't matter who you are. It's, it's not about knowing a man. And he said, the power of the Messiah will come upon you. 
Say the spirit of God will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. He said, and, and that which you will conceive will be called the Son of God. And that is what it means to be born again. Because when a man comes to that point, what happens is that the spirit of God will come upon you. When Nicodemus came to Jesus in John chapter 3 from verse 1, Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. He was a well-known man in the church. But it's not about knowing. It's not about who you know. He was a well-known man in the choir. He was a well-known person in the prayer in the prayer wing. Well-known everywhere. And Jesus came. He asked Jesus. He said, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, you must be born again. And the man became confused. He said, does it mean I'm going to enter my mother's womb the second time to be born again? Jesus said, are you a teacher of the law? And you know not these things. And Jesus began to expand that scripture to him. He said, he said, he that is born of the flesh is flesh. But he that is born of the spirit is spirit. The first thing God wants to do here, because before he will start baptizing us with the spirit, is that he wants to burn as many of us who have not yet been born by the spirit. Because the baptizer is here already. The one that baptizes men. When John came to him, he said, I baptize you with water. But a man is coming who will baptize you with Holy Ghost and with power. The baptizer is here. But before we get to that level, how about your life? We don't want anyone left out in this meeting. We don't want anyone left out. That is why we are emphasizing this. The need for you to come to this point where you surrender your totality to Jesus. It doesn't matter how you have lived before now. I tell you, it doesn't. I remember the day I prayed. I made a mistake and I couldn't. I got disconnected from God. I couldn't do my quiet time. I couldn't pray. I packed my things from UNED. I ran to Newe to meet my disciple. And I told him everything I've done. He rebuked me. He shouted on me, scolded me. And then he said, stay in this house and pray for three days and God will show you mercy. I stayed in his house. I prayed for the first day. Oh, you have not, the day you would deviate a little from God, you will know what sinners are passing through. You know how dark the soul of man can be. So that you will do something that is wrong and nothing is breaking your heart. You have gotten to, if there is someone here and you are claiming to be born again, and you do something, and nothing is, is breaking your soul, it means that you need revival. You need to rededicate your life this morning. You offend man. You offend God. Nothing is telling you you are wrong. You are wrong. You are wrong. It means you have gone very far. I stayed in his house. I sang. I couldn't pray. I could only sing. I sang for two hours the first day. Nothing happened. I sang for two hours the second day. Nothing happened. On the third day when I came, I was begging God. I begged for mercy for weeks. If God wants to help you, 
There are some things you will, you will do. He will just take away his presence so that you will experience darkness more. It will help you to stay away from sin. On the day that I came, I was singing and singing and singing. Ah! And God had mercy on me. My heart broke and tore apart. I was weeping in that room. Nobody's in the house. Everybody has gone. I was weeping and weeping and weeping and begging God. And then instantly I saw, as I knelt down, I was weeping. I saw a hand dipped into an ocean and put on my forehead a drop of water. Dropped on my forehead. I felt on my body like, an, like I was dipped into an ocean. And I came out new. Brand new. That is what you are talking about. The Bible says if any man will be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creator. Do you want to feel brand new this morning? You will come to Jesus. When I make an altar call, you will run. It doesn't matter your status in the society. When you come to spiritual things, PhD has no recognition. When you come to spiritual things, that you are a doctor, a this one, an accountant, it has no recognition. That is why you will run to this altar. And I don't like when they, they, they make an altar call, they, they start saying all eyes closed. It means you have not yet understood the man that died for you. If you understand the man that overlooked sin, overlooked different things, came down and left his body and died on the cross. They taught me when I was about to get married. They said to us, if you are a lady and a guy does not have the boldness to keep putting you on his status, on his Facebook page, so that he is telling people, this is my wife, this is the person I've decided to spend eternity with. He said, you are being scammed. He said, scam." So if you cannot openly recognize Jesus, identify with him, while all eyes are looking at you, it means you are being scammed. If you are waiting for all eyes to be closed, for you to rush to the altar and lock yourself at the foot of the cross for mercy to be located you, it means you are yet very far. The day my own happened, I was at the altar weeping. I don't even want to know who is looking at me and who is not looking. Because I was in need of mercy. My soul was overwhelmed by the wickedness in my heart. And I wonder how people go out, do a lot of wicked things, and they come to church and they are comfortable. Yesterday somebody might be here. You went out and defied yourself with someone who is not your wife nor your husband. And you are here seated, covering yourself as if nothing happened. And when we make an altar call, you'll be waiting for eyes to be closed. No eyes will close for you, not today. If you want mercy, you will run. You will run. Even before I finish, you will run to this altar and cry to God for mercy, for mercy to locate you. One thing about me is that I am sincere to God. You can say, I have so many weaknesses I'm struggling with and I'm begging him to help me and prune those things out. But one thing I don't do is that I come before him and I start hiding myself. Who will help me? If I come before him and start hiding, who will help me? Nobody. Who will help me? He's the only one that can help me. So when I come before him, I untie myself. I show him how naked I am. 
you are in need of help. And you are wrong. You are in this place. You are a lecturer, you still sort. Students come and give you money, you carry it and put it in your pocket. And you, 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 you put your hand in the pocket and you are speaking in tongues. You will answer what I call this money. A business person, you lie. Why doing business? You instead of telling this person you sold, you 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 bought this thing. There is no even need to tell. But you tell the person, see this thing, something you bought twenty naira. I bought this thing one twenty. We are going to move. Then. So then the kingdom of God shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamp and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But why the bridegroom was delayed they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a voice, there was a cry. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose, trimmed their lambs, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lambs are going out. But the wise answered and said, No. Least there should not be enough for us and you. But rather, go to those who sell and buy for yourself. And while they went out to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. Afterward, those virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said to them, I do not know you. While I studied this scripture, I started asking myself, what does it mean to be foolish? When a, a person is said to be foolish in spiritual things, don't say to me, whenever you see a Christian who gets satisfied with the little of God he has gotten, he's a foolish virgin. Whenever you see a born again Christian who gets satisfied with the little he has touched of God, he said he is a foolish virgin. Whenever you see a born again Christian and he is satisfied, a little of God satisfies him. A little of God you thought is satisfied. A little of God. He is not daily seeking for a new and a refreshed, higher dimension in God. He said he's a foolish virgin. He gets one revelation from the word of God. He stops studying the Bible for weeks. He stays on that one revelation. He said he's a foolish virgin. He prays and prays and prays. And heaven decides to open. He will not pray for the next one week. He's a foolish virgin. He said, a virgin that is not, that is heart or heart is not overwhelmed with hunger 
And you know why Joseph slept? It's because it was night. And the night is the highest time that the temptation to sleep, there is the highest temptation to sleep. If you want to resist sleep, you can easily resist sleep in the day. You don't need any technique to resist sleep in the day. But when it gets to the night, oh, you need technique. Sometimes you swat. Sometimes you kneel down. You bring water, put your leg inside water. None of them is walking, sleep. <laughs> We'll go and collect coconut paper and carry you. <laughs> the night. And I started asking God, what is the night? God said, the night is a time of persecution. It's a time of intense persecution. A time of intense tribulation. If you read Second Thessalonians chapter 2 from verse 1, you will have a clearer understanding of that time. He said that he that is the man of sin, the man of iniquity, will soon be made manifest. And it is after he is made manifest that Jesus will come. He said that he that is hindering him from being made manifest is still hindering him until he is removed out of the way. There is something that is hindering the man of sin. He said it is true that the, law, the time of lawlessness is already here. But yet, that man has not been made manifest. A time will come when that man will be made manifest. The man of sin. If you cannot stand for Jesus now, now that things are still good, now that things are still fair, oh, what about when the man of sin is revealed? When there will be temptation and tribulation everywhere? When that it will become much more difficult to be a Christian. Is that when you will stand for Jesus? Is that when you stand? Is that when you will stand? The disciples were persecuted. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and they came out. We see, preach, preach, preach. And as they were going, and I asked, I said, I God, what is the evidence of extra oil? When a man is carrying extra oil, the Bible showed me about Peter and John. They were carrying extra oil. They were not going to go and pray for the lemo. Were they going to go and pray for the lemo? No. They were just going to the church to pray. There was no preparation and sanctification. They were just going to pray. And then they saw a lame man. And the man was looking at them, begging for money. And he said, silver and gold we don't have. Extra oil. They, we, have, we have some to give you. They just gave him small. And he rose up from, the, from, from, from his limbness. Extra oil. Extra oil. You have enough for life. And you have enough to dispense. But not in the midnight. In the midnight it will become very difficult to dispense. Because even the extra you have, you need it to survive. That is why every one of us need to gather as much oil, as much anointing of the Holy Ghost as you can gather now. The Bible said they were going and they healed that man. They took them, persecuted them, flogged them and released them. And when they went back, they did what? They told the disciples, our oil has gone down. These people bruised us. The oil went down. You know, as, as applications are dealing with your battery, your battery is dropping. It's dropping. 
and then they held hands and they began to pray. They began to pray. They began to pray. Their oil, their lamp was being filled. It was being filled. It was being filled. And the Bible said they were refilled. Their oil was refilled. And the Bible said they went out and preached with boldness. They keep dispensing. You know why we find it difficult to dispense? It's because there's no extra oil. You see, if I give this little and I have now, what will happen? <laughs> so that my own lamp will go out. Praise the Lord. Finally, I want to show us a place in Ezekiel chapter 47 from verse 1 to 12 and we begin to pray. Ezekiel 47 Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. Ezekiel 47, 1 to 12. I may not even read 12. I'll just first get the picture of what God wants to say. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. And there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. From the front of the temple, face east, the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar he brought me out by the way of the north north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faced east and there was water running out of the right side and when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand he measured 1000 cubits and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankle. And again he measured out 1,000 and brought me through the waters. And the water was up to my knees. Again he measured out 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. And he measured out 1,000. And it was a, it was a river. That I could not cross. For the water was too deep. Ah! I wish Ezekiel did not complain. Ezekiel began to complain. He said the water was too deep. In which one must swim. A river that could not be crossed. And he said to me, son of man. And if you read down, you see when the water starts flowing out. And wherever he sees dead things, those dead things are revived. That is what God wants to do to us. He wants to refill us here and release us to our workplaces. Release us. One thing God told me he's going to do here today is to anoint political apostles. Men and women who will stand for God in politics and they will not disappoint heaven. People that will stand for God. You know, we are praying for change of Nigeria. And none of us is trying to position yourself to bring that change. You don't expect that the people in the system already who are corrupt, who have dined with the devil, will bring change. You don't expect that. God wants to release that river into politics. He will release that river. That river into business. He will release that, that river. 
into classrooms. And any person that comes across this river is revived. It's not men who are already in the system. Who have dined with the devil. Who have drunk human blood. Ah! A driver who was driving the, one of the governors in the east told the story of how he came back with the, with the governor, with one of the governors. He came back with the governor and unfortunately he just finished eating the food they gave him and wind down his, his distant to rest before he go to his house. And he slept off. Only to wake up in the midnight. And he was hearing a chant in the government house. And a small boy was shouting, Mommy, where's my mommy? And they came, the governor knelt down and all his team members were humming and humming and they grabbed the guy, on the small child, on the boy of ten, about 10 years, grabbed him on his leg, lifted him up and then a knife cut off his head and the, driver, the, the governor put his mouth and was drinking. Is that the people that were praying to bring change? No. We're going to, God is going to anoint people here today who will carry God and say, if I die, I die. But this thing will not stand here. That is how it is. If I stay in my office, this is my office. This money will not be dispensed. If I die, I die. And they can wag mouth, say all manner of things. Say you are wicked. If your Christianity is like this, they will say it to your face. But when they go behind you, they will say, this guy is saying the truth. They can wag mouth. The Bible said this, the, the angel that took Ezekiel measured out 1,000 cubits. It was on his ankle. Do you know that the water on your ankle can be on somebody's knee? A very small child. He measured another 1,000. When I was studying that, and God said to me, He said, no matter how deep you have gone in God, He said, there is more. If you can keep crying, I, 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 I regretted why Ezekiel started shouting. It is too deep. That is a foolish virgin. A foolish virgin is when he encounters God. He starts saying, it is too deep. Ah, a wise virgin will say, God, more. 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 As on your knees. It's as if the fire is about to overwhelm you. You are saying, God, more. I am not enjoying it, but more. Ah, it's painful, but more. That feeling is painful, but more. But more. But more. Say it's a wise virgin. He does not neglect the garden of brethren. We are full here. On Wednesday, we will not see anybody. Ah. Hunger for God. Let's be on our feet. Want to pray first of all for those who have not surrendered their heart to Jesus. Can you come out? It's a privilege to identify with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Nobody will close his eyes for you. Thank you, Jesus. Can you begin to ask God to feel you? Can you ask God to feel you? If you are filled, you can be refilled. The Holy Spirit will lay His hands on you wherever you are. 
The Holy Ghost will fill you wherever you are if you are hungry. If you are hungry. If you are hungry, one thing God does not overlook is hunger. The Holy Ghost is here to feed. And to feed. If you have not been filled before, you can be filled. If you have not been filled, you can be filled. If you have been filled before, now you can be refilled. Holy Ghost, the hour has come. The hour has come. The hour has come, Lord. Are we all born again? Thank you, Jesus. If you are not born again, can you come forward? If you want to rededicate your life, can you come forward? Can you come forward? Thank you, Jesus. I want you to pray with me. If you are before the altar, I believe that you mean what you are doing. Because what God is looking for is a sincere heart. If you are sincere, forget it. Something will happen to you and you will go back, you will not remain the same. I want you to repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, I have come to you. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. Come and rule over my spirit. Come and rule over my heart. Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my future. I give you my destiny. Make something out of my life. Jesus, I accept into my heart as my Lord and my personal Savior. Show me mercy. Show me mercy. Don't let me go back from here and continue to struggle with the world. Don't let me go back from here and continue to struggle with sin. Give me the grace to live for you. Give me the grace to live for you. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray for you now. Father, you said in your word, in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26, you said a new heart you will give. You will take away every old heart, the stony heart, and you will give a new heart. Father, let new hearts be given to these ones. New hearts. Take away the heart of sin. Take away and give them the heart that loves you. Give them the hearts to seek you. I beg you, Lord, ah, that you put your spirit in them. Let your spirit come upon them. Give them a new spirit. In the name of Jesus. I ask you, Father, for these ones. That you stretch out your hand upon them. <laughs> Fill them with your spirit. They will be the first partaker of what God wants to do in this place. Holy Ghost. Fill these ones with your spirit. Fill them. Fill them. Fill them. Fill them. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. Fill them. From the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Nobody will touch you. God will touch you by himself. God will touch you. And when he touches you, you will know. It will be evident that he has touched you. I went to preach in CAEM. 
they invited me to preach and it was children and it was Holy Ghost baptism. I was laughing. My wife was encouraging me. He said, how will I face these children? When you do Holy Ghost baptism on children, you will know that truly you are anointed. And when I started praying, I, I was surprised how the Holy Ghost broke out. Ah, these children were in tears. They were weeping. One of them was shaking. I was afraid. I said, is this an Holy Ghost? He will touch you. And I didn't. Okay, I touched few of them. God will touch you. God will touch you. He's touching you now. He's touching you. Father, release upon this ones your fire. Your fire, yes. Yes, the fire to live for you. From the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Yes, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming right now. He's coming. Holy Ghost, walk. Walk. Do your work. Do your work and take all the glory. Father, concerning those whom you have brought forth, Lord, let there be that assurance that comes by the Spirit of God. Now you are the child of God. Let there be the cleansing by the blood of the conscience because they have repented and because the blood of Christ freely washes them. Let there be no more sense of guilt, but rather let there be a sense of gratitude leading them to unconditional service and worship in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we ask of you grace for ourselves and for your son, Wilfred, that you have used to minister. That Lord, having ministered, we will go all the way to the point where you have called us to. We will not stop along the way in the name of Jesus. Lord, we will not encounter old prophets. Our brother will not encounter any old prophet in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we will receive from you full reward. We will be those that turn the battle at the gates and build up the waste places and the desolates. Father, thank you as you do these and more with this your army. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church of God say, There are days of love.